Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. Mikey Dread. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Drone Out, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And tonight, <laughs> we are joined by... <laughs> it, made, it made a good little giggle. Tonight, you're joined by Andrew Sash Frank. Good evening. Uh, I'm Bright Until I Fly. Hello. And everyone's favourite, Curry Kitten. Hello. We're on Let's Drone Out, by the way. <laughs> uh, my tired, darling wife. Bonjour. Tony. And and Belric Stephen. Hello and welcome to Let's Drone Out on Let's Drone Out. <laughs> with Let's Drone Out. Yep. <laughs> um we were waiting around for Stephen and a curry kitten held up the bone drone. Do you want to tell us what happened? Other than you, did you think thought drone? that was a good idea? I don't know. I I agreed to review it on the basis that it looks stupid, and that made me interested <laughs> in it. I can't think of a proper thing. People will say, oh, so you can fit through tiny gaps, but you're obviously having yeah, other things. I thought, as you guys did, that the big deal would be on roll because the two mm. uh, motors are so close together. wasn't a problem. As you'd expect, the pitch was very good. The roll mm. was actually felt fairly normal. The problem I had is um, when I did a coordinated turn, I'd yaw in and I'd sort of turn. This would make the gyro think something was up. So I'm going around a turn and suddenly it goes 100% throttle and shoots upwards Whoa. for some reason. Uh, and it's like, well, that's, Oh, your that's jump peculiar. prevention back in the day. Do you remember that? Who? No. Yeah, there, there's a setting in the uh, GUI, your jump prevention, that you can turn up. Tony, do you remember back in the day, remember when Fossil released the shoe uh, drone? <laughs> yeah. And do you remember we drone. were just about leaving and Banton got his out and was when he yawed, it would jump in the air? Hmm. Yeah, your jump prevention. I think it's I bet be good now with the software and the stuff. Now, what though. was the it name sounds- of that one? The show? That fossil oh. stuff. There you are. Sideways asking. thing. Because it, it was like uh, a sort of um, slightly F1 body made out of a few layers of the Johnny fossil flew stuff it really ATP, well. right? And then yeah, had a, was... at the front and the back, it had like a, a couple of round carbon tubes. And then it could have like a sort of the motors tilted quite a bit. Um, was it a type of Revo or was the Revo just all something else? That was something else. 
It's named after a star or something spacey. So this could just be a tuning thing then by the sound. Yeah, but your, your jump prevention limit. It's been replaced by your D, D gain. Oh, well, I can so just... Can just well, one of the problems it. with this thing is it didn't come with any like particular instructions about what you might need to do. So I thought, oh, I'll just try it as is and see what happens. And it was actually flying around okay until you turn it, and then it tended to go up in the air very fast. The biggest problem I had is I was using a stack which has this XM Plus on it, and so I thought, oh, I'll just do that. And I've been using Express RS for like last bunch of builds, and I sort of take signal for granted these days. And I'm just flying along on this, and twice uh, I just got RX loss, and this thing just went thud. Um, so I never really tested the landing because it just fell on the floor. But this, actually, the second time it fell on the floor, it didn't do any damage. But the first time it, it broke some props. After, after it fail safe twice and it's going slightly crazy on the turns, I thought, I won't do any more. I'll go back and replace the receiver before I do anything else. Um, but aside from that, it's a bit of an interesting novelty. But I can't think, oh, yeah, I really need something like that instead of a regular quad because it doesn't make mm. any particular sense. Yeah, now, where would you fly at really small gates? Like you want to fly whoop gates with a five inch for reasons that you can't really explain to anyone. Yeah. It's also weird as well to have, looking through the camera, have the prop there. I mean, people that fly um, a sort of an X plus would be used to that. If you're used to your arms like that it's very weird to see a, a prop mm. right in front of you you're like what am i looking at here because it doesn't you keep it doesn't thinking look something's like come loose and your camera's yeah, skewed round or like, something <laughs> i'm at a peculiar angle the the other really stupid thing why you wouldn't want to do it is launching the, in the banggood video some idiot holds it like that that starts the props the up and sort of let's go get the intern to hold it New one each week. I value my fingers more, so I sort of <laughs> I had this balancing on another battery in the field like this, oh, going sort of upwards idea. like that. But it's yeah, it's curious. It's kind of fun. How did you manage to to build it? Because the pictures on the site look like it had about half an inch of room in the canopy for all of the components. Yeah, I I think I showed you guys the 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 problem I was having. Um, I've got there's the stack here, and normally. <laughs> What I've done is basically put a standoff there because I had to raise my stack up. The, the the picture literally just had a single board, this sort of all-in-one board. Um, mm. I've built mine with standoffs basically to raise it above, and it's not it's not a big stack there, but um, yeah, a regular stack just needs a bit of a standoff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a novelty, that. interesting kind of funny build, but I don't expect anybody to suddenly say, <laughs> "Yes, that's what I'm looking for." I want to fly through very narrow corridors and nothing else. <laughs> and have real trouble tuning my quad because it was all just too easy with these modern beta flight versions. Let's like <laughs> a really awkward frame that forces us to like go back five years in tuning. Yeah, it, it I was want... interesting because I'm I'm in quite a narrow field. So when I was doing a turn, the first thing it did when it went sort of full throttle is go over someone else's land, and I was like, "Eek, that's not good. <laughs> Where is it going?" Especially with the fact it kept losing signal and dropping down. That was a bit. Bit frightening, but eh. I'll put a different receiver on. I wonder how much of it of of your kind of uh, throttle in the corners issue might be from because when it's when it's yawing, like the the yaw moment doesn't really matter that it's off plane just from inertia, but aerodynamically you've got the interaction between the top propeller 
that's on one side in the bottom propeller that's on the other side going the other way around. I wonder whoosh. whether there's kind of, yeah, sort of prop wash from one from your right motor to your left motor or vice versa, right at the back, I guess. Um, that's going to It certainly some seems issues. like something that triggers this weird chain reaction, which is basically saying something's knocked me off center. I need to increase my motor in order to right myself. And that has a, an opposite effect. And you just end up like full throttle going crazy. Mm. I, I've, I've had it before on other quads where I've literally turned air mode on and it's gone. Because there was some slight imbalance where by spinning up one motor, it's like, that's bad. I need to spin up the other motor to counteract. And the other motor says, I need to spin up the other motor. And it just, it just goes out of control. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, needs more room. It's also yeah. I was going to say I have that all the time trying to tune lightweight stuff where it just flies to the moon. You like yeah. bump the pits up and a little bit of vibration just gets run away and got to be fast on there, the disarm. There's nothing switch. you want more than when it's six degrees outside. You've got a sixteen mile an hour wind <laughs> on your poor little fingers that are exposed, <laughs> and the stupid quad is not doing what it tells you. And then you have to walk into the cow field to retrieve it. Fun times. You need some Asterix gloves. I do. I, <laughs> I watched, I watched last, last week's episode. I saw them. <laughs> or, a, or a puke. Oh. Puke pocket. Puke pocket. All that, yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I think I've found the, uh, the fossil <clears throat> stuff frame that we were talking about. I think this is it. The Event Horizon. That's it. Oh, wow. I knew it was spicy. Looks like it's made of plumbing supplies. That looks very cool. <laughs> it looks very heavy, I have to say. It looks like you could like break um, into a house with it. Like ju- Jubilee clips holding the arms together. What's going on there? I don't know what. Or like wire bands oh, around yeah, the Oh, yeah, that looks like... If those are just like um, carbon fibre tubes, then is, is it something just like screwing the end of the arm? They were Delron and they were the, you know, the V-band with the clips that bite into them and squeeze them together. I can't remember what they're Yeah, called. that's it. So you, that's they're like basically the supplies. things that hold um, CV boots together. It's got a really good Robot Wars vibe. It does, it was. It? it was good the fact that you could twist the props forward more. Because <laughs> you didn't have to have it like that. You could literally... Yeah, people used to think that was a good idea as well. Let's angle the props and keep the camera <laughs> flat. Forward. Yeah. <laughs> but... Johnny Bandit flew his really well when he got yeah. his going. Um, but mine was just rubbish. I think you know, I had little bees in there and you know, it was back back in them days. So if I, if I got it well. Nice, nice mini F1 as well. Yeah, it was, it With was, a right uh, angle adapter on it. It was just mm. absolute dog. Probably like a 3S. Like... I reckon now, chaos. though. Not even chaos. Whatever uh, the... This this is what I've been doing. Before chaos. Yeah. One of those old single crash VTX antennas as well. <laughs> but, Jack, uh, still demands to use. What? Oh, no. well, I used them for a bit, but they are single crash antennas, so I don't use them anymore. What? Single crash <laughs> what? Just don't crash. Single crash those, those VTX big... antennas. Yeah. With your little oh, caps that we have to go hunting through the grass for. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> Very well. Did you see well, the other rotor riot thing they did on that? Because they, they followed up that bone drone with the pro- propellers on top and bottom with a comparison of, I think it was like a Y, was it either a Y6 or an X8 versus the alternative? Mm. Yeah, it was an X in it. And 
eight motor in an X config versus eight motor in a, you know, full dispersed, all separated, mm. not on top of each other config. And, and they were showing it that when you put them in that stacked config, you get dramatically less thrust. Like they could list, lift something like only 60% of the weight that they could lift when they'd actually spaced all the propellers out. You get far less of a benefit from doubling up the motors when they're on top of each other. It makes sense. I mean, you're overlapping everything. You're just yeah. creating turbulence and air that's already flowing. Yeah. But yeah. can you fly down a tiny corridor? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, the, the kind of looking that's at... a sewer pipe drone, then. Looking at the full-scale <laughs> stuff, the only time that you have, like, uh, you know, contra-rotating propellers on the same engine or at least the same shaft is really when you've got too much engine for the propellers. Like if you're doing like the, some of the Reno races stuff where they've really souped up an engine and they've just got so much power that they just need somewhere else to put it. Yeah. And that's when they, they do something like that or the, where it's like the um, big turbo prop, um, like cargo planes where, um, maybe they've you know they've done the same sort of thing where they've so put on really so so much mm. kind of big engine on a wing that you just can't fit in enough propellers. So you just you just put a couple on there and lose a load of efficiency. Um, so on a quad, if you haven't already gone to like five bladed props, you probably shouldn't be double stacking your motors. That would be fine. Yeah, I think it's, uh, but it's really common in in the kind of uh, camera, uh, you know, the aerial photography type stuff, isn't it? Like the cinema. Well, they're carrying is... twenty grand's worth of camera, so they yeah, probably yeah, just want to know just... that if one propeller explodes, there's yeah. another one to stop it from flipping out. Exactly. The sky. Yeah, that's all they're worried about. But it means that they've got, uh, you know, they're dependent on that one arm, right? I wonder how much extra kind of redundancy I mean, i guess you've you've got the size thing then haven't you like if you're going to have a full uh like eight arm uh eight motor octocopter then i guess that's going to end up quite a bit bigger for going through your doorways and whatever than a um x8 mm. maybe that's the kind of trade-off that you're going to have there that probably is why they do it i should think yeah, it seems to be a whole lot of people, and it's gaining popularity, as we were saying the other week in Hollywood, uh, a lot cheaper than mm -hmm. a helicopter. Mm -hmm. People are starting to fly them a bit indoors as well, so you see a lot of shots that start outdoors and go indoors or vice versa. And I guess they're, they're using the rigs to do stuff like that with a big fancy red camera on it. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure you get one of those big altars through a doorway very easily. It'd be a bloody big doorway, wouldn't it? But maybe yeah, the next day. <laughs> Speaking of cameras and filming and stuff, uh, you've broken and fixed one recently, right, Tony? Oh, just my little GoPro mm. 7. Yeah, look, I've still got the shattered glass. Reminds. This is what I love about the 7. Literally just twist the front off. Yeah, 5, 6, 7, 8. They all yeah, do the well, same. And now you can't do it. What did a nine and ten do then? Because I thought you could change the lenses. Because there's this they're heavier. Max lenses. They've added reassuring heft. 
Yeah, you can do that max lens mod on the nine. Doesn't that involve taking the original lens out and putting a different one in? I don't. I'm presuming this is still waterproof. I mean, it was quite tight fit to get on and off. Mm. So, can you get just an aftermarket shelf for the camera that gives you like a weight reduction and replaceable lenses for for the nine and ten, or are you stuck? I don't know. I I I haven't seen them or. Eight does not have an easy to remove lens. Yeah. Are we up to nine or ten now? I can't remember ten. what the latest one. Ten, ten is, isn't, yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah. So like just so many. Um what was I gonna say? Uh have you have you seen the happy model ES two four TX Pro? Does like a thousand milliwatt or one watt. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the one with they bunged a fan on it. Is that all that I'm I'm tempted to do That's the open yeah. LRS, but I want to build my own module. Yeah, do it. Can you help me? Can you navigate me through? Ask Failsafe. The... Have we got Failsafe on the chat there? I bought two modules from Failsafe and they've come yeah. out really well. So if you want anyone to ask how to do it, there's No, no, yeah. Like the BOM and uh, you know, buy a buy a PCB off someone, I don't know. I think it, I think it'd be quite fun to do. It's, it was a delicate enough to pronounce the Mimno. The Mimno. I, I, too I don't know. Um, the Mimno one does look good. They've just brought out a module that does everything the Beta FPV one does, but apparently with forethought, with with added forethought. So they've actually put the fan next to the elements that produce heat, for example. What? Which which was agreed to be a universally sensible design choice, unlike Beta I've, FPV I've when had... they put the fan as far away from the bit that was hot as possible, on the other side of the board, in fact. I already had uh, a communication from Beta FPV asking me to defend their position of the fan. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying, doesn't matter, fine. Well, they're saying, doesn't matter, and I'm saying... I, I don't care, and I I don't think their way of replying to a comment about the teardown is particularly professional <laughs> when someone just goes, this is sh We meant to do this. We did. Honest. Governor. It's like, I'm oh, sure the fan works, helps. Works, works. I mean, it's not doing nothing. It would just do a lot more if it was actually blowing on... If they put the components on the same side of the board where the moving air was, it would definitely work more effectively than cooling like the back of the components through the PCB. Yes, it's oh, zero. Point. Thank you, zero. But I mean, you say it, it. It's not really an issue because I never have to turn my module up above hundred milliwatt. Sometimes I only put it on hundred milliwatt if I'm doing something stupid with one of those EP two and the ceramic antennas. And I just you know flying miles on that, and it's a crap antenna. But anything that's actually got one of those little immortal T style antennas there. Don't, it's don't true. Everyone's very keen milliwatt. on getting. I must have. I must have one watt out of my module, yeah. and uh, I've been unable to outfly a hundred milliwatts, unless I use the as uh, unreleased oh, Beta FPV light radio free, which runs out a range about eight hundred meters. I was thinking about upgrading my fleet before this weekend, but I've got probably about ten receivers now on uh, Express LRS, so I'm just going to wait. Until two is is a little bit further along the RC thing, they've got three RCs out now, and uh, 
I'm just going to hold fire, I think, be a little bit more conservative and actually do some flying instead of constant upgrading. That means going out in the cold and the wet the weekend. Yeah, it's been really dry, though. That's something. It's freezing cold. It's been been a great November, but I think Mm. tomorrow we're starting with a bit of rain. It's not looking good tomorrow. Have you guys seen the 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 new Speedy B pump pay it forward? Uh Bardwell was talking about it. I uh, get a box of old stuff together and then post it to different people. You take oh. stuff that you want out and you put stuff it's an honor system, you put stuff in that you that you don't want and you pay it forward. It's like still trying to shift the old bits of oily metal gears and things that you received from Frank. Yeah. <laughs> That's the idea. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, I'll just post it. Full of strange stuff. wheels from Frank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, have have this. Could I just put the entire f card in there and send that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless the f card. Yeah. He's still in there. He's, he's still waiting to get his paramotor built out of carrier bags. <laughs> it's a really elaborate way to kill yourself, that one. Uh, maybe we could do something like that in the LDO Discord. Maybe put out a thing where, you know, you post, hmm. swap these, you know, post list stuff up and if someone says, I'll have that, and then... Is the idea It'd be more be sensible that... if you could meet and exchange it because I think I the delivery yeah. costs in the UK are not great. It, yeah, it's I generally know. cheaper to get, I to get stuff from China and free delivery than to buy yeah. it. Yeah, I was just trying to think of a way of not sending a big old heavy box around, you know. Yeah, I think, like, well, I was, yeah, maybe if we could kind of arrange individual some kind bonus. of slightly anonymized map and then you could maybe find the next nearest person to you meet up with them, pass the box on, and just kind of... You know, those community library boxes. I don't know if people have seen this, Mm. but around our way, there's little community library things, and people build something that looks like a large birdhouse with a door on the front and paint it funny colours. And they put their old books in there on some shelves, and then people go past and take a book and then leave one of their own. Um, Again, an honour system. If only RC was a bit more popular, we could just leave all our old RC parts out in little little hutches on the curb, and we Mm. could swap them. Maybe we should do this at the windows. Yeah, I'm now wondering if this is how porn was done in the old days. Because if you're (laughs) old enough to remember it, like me, in the olden days before the internet, you used to find porn. In hedgerows <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. And I'm wondering That's if this is rose. like the, the honour system. You'd take your mag and give it there. You'd pick up a different one. You'd go away again. And, and the, oh, the old the teenager old... would stumble across it and like, well, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is great. I used to I think, I, I, bush I, in a bush. I think Andy exactly. RC mentioned something about that. I remember point. an old comedy Frank sketch. Bush. Which show was it where there were... People Maybe who said, you. "Oh, you, we remember being kids, but you've, you've got to pay it forward, haven't you?" And all these like middle-aged people were hiding bags of pornography in the woods. <laughs> 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 it's for the children. You've got to remember, it's for the children. It worked. <laughs> yeah, mate. Do not leave uh, porn in bushes. <laughs> now, <laughs> websites with everything. You weren't. You weren't picky when you were just discovering your jazz mags in the hedgerows. 
<laughs> pages are missing. Ah, uh, picture of rural idyll. <laughs> what yeah, happened? Yeah, maybe maybe we can do some like geocaching of drone of, bits. Of oh, yeah, that's a good idea. If we had <laughs> hidden value, yeah, l- literally just... next time you crash one in the tree, just say <laughs> <laughs> just put the coordinates in, so you'll get it down for you. <laughs> just last known position, just goes the wing. <laughs> This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Anyone done much flying? Jack came up and we did some laser cutting. Uh, for the um, yeah, mini guinea we and some other bits. Is that still alive, that thing? I thought we got blown. What are really? making some improvements? <laughs> <laughs> is it getting a splint or is it getting a complete redesign? It's 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 very much a trigger's broom uh, mechanically. Oh, no, not really. But We've only replaced this and that and the other and Cut out a few of these. And well, it's in a, a bag. Look. <laughs> I, I did some fannying around myself for, for later. I've got this custom <laughs> four inch. Is it that I've been... in the bag? Look, he's taking it out. Oh, Pre-crashed. Bit. What's he got there? The, the guinea in bits, I think. Some bits. Oh, the camera's not enjoying that. We have something that looks like plain in potentia. Is it going to be yellow again? Uh, yeah, I'll have to buy more colour from um, Sausage Traders. Tony loves it. Okay. It was a fun little thing with the, the tail catch and stuff. Yeah. It looked pretty awesome with the smoke on it. I was just looking at those videos again. I'm kind of yeah. fl- flying around completely confused and don't notice it until you start the smoke and I'm like, oh, there he is. And <laughs> charge after it. Yeah. Because... Uh, uh... We're hoping we'll we'll be putting this on Patreon. We're hoping to do some night flying on on New Year's Eve, on the afternoon of New Year's Eve, um, at a secret location. So we will announce it to Patreons first, and they'll get first reviews. Or and if we still got some spaces, then we'll open it up to everyone else. So look forward to that after the show. If you're a patron, uh, I was going to say I tried to fly this thing again. This is. Because I've been messing around with Betaflight and putting in DJI on-screen display patches. I've been updating through 4.3's history. And um, I did it again and then found out it was puking on my config. It didn't want, didn't want to take all my PIDs because they've changed the names of all the sliders. Um, so I kind of went in there and found some odd patches. Um, one where it wanted to reset my filters and set them to 2 and 5 hertz. And then it wanted to reset all the PIDs. And so I just kind of winged it and guessed the PIDs. And um, I got it spot on first time, which is probably a sign I've been spending too much time tinkering with this one. Mm. But there's there's about a million sliders in 4.3 now. It's, got, it's gotten a bit out of control. Has it just gone the other much. way? Yeah, like if you enable expert mode, it doesn't just show you the kind of dampening and um, stability on whatever sliders, the kind of... P gain, I gain, D gain. It just shows you all sorts of blends and ratios and things. 
It's a bit much. I don't like it. It, needs it to just about makes sense, but you have to really reframe what you're doing and think about, well, what, what, what problem am I trying to solve? And then they do help once you kind of understand, I need to, you know, improve tracking or I need to improve prop wash handling and you can like narrow it down. They've also changed it so you don't just enable D-min, but you like have D-max as a multiple of your basic D-gains. So that's totally adjustable now. I just didn't disable the demon. Can't be bothered with it. Fine as it I is. don't have enough time for this. I just because now it takes like it's a one-hour trip just to go and fly something. I don't want to faff about. I just want it to fly. It's like Especially default rates fly good, mm. and then if it doesn't, I get disappointed. Does Take it a stay whole bag in of the ports air? Just in case. Does it stay in the air? Does it go rapidly in the air every time you do a coordinated turn okay we can work around that we just won't We're turn it's going to just keep fail safing just split us off split us every time no turns just that's what you've got that would that's work what's better. left in the bag was it was it okay when you did like rolls and and flips on the pitch axis and things or did it yeah. hate those and it was okay if you do just a your if you if you're gentle around the turn, it's fine. As soon as you coordinate and use both sticks at a time, is when it seemed to go a bit crazy. There was a little bit of rise on the yaw, that was obviously con- overcompensating. But as soon as you mixed in uh, roll with your, it's like we we're going. Yeah, not to say four point three is bad. I think it's good, by the way, for to Magic Pencil's comment. Like the defaults do work fine. I was just really aggressively trying to tune that to get rid of every last bit of prop wash, which I did in the end. The fact that it refused to take my values from the 4.3 build of two months ago was just a bit of a pain, that's all. Well, I don't think I've put Peterfly on for, or any of them on for so long. Luckily, I saw a I comment. Had, I haven't had any new builds or anything that I've had to update, so. I, Multi-week working for you fine then, yeah, Tony? Yes, all perfect. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to Sorry. say, I saw a comment in Beta Flight where there was some something to the tune of 4.3 will be final in November 2020 and we will be planning a release in early 2021. And they just went through and changed it this week and just changed the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, final in November 2021 and will be released in March 2022. That's, it's just like, okay, fine. Who knows what's happening there? That is funny. Yeah, Tony's like must have abandoned uh, race flight by now. He still is that still a thing? Is I race flight mean, dead? I haven't flown race flight for about four years. <laughs> you hated it, didn't you? What the first early builds were poo, and then they were really good. It was really good, and then it went poo poo again. And then I think it's gone good again, but I, I haven't bothered with it for. So long. I mean, like I said just then, I haven't had to do anything. I've got no new builds coming. I have to rebuild my X class, but everything's going to be fine. I'm not even going to touch that. I'll just move the FC over and all that. Not and fingers crossed. The only thing I am going to probably change is the ESCs, which might upset it all, but we'll have to see. What are ESCs? The bloody expensive ones. 
Yeah, it's for X class. They're all bloody expensive. Yes. <laughs> Who's gonna? I think they're a ton of pop. So, and I'm gonna have to buy five for one spare. Are you, are you gonna buy them? Uh, yeah. At what point does an ESC stop being an ESC and start being a three-phase inverter? Is it sort of when it's bigger than your head? Or if you have to pay road tax on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the deer, the APD ones I'm going to put in there. Yeah, how about a PDB, Tony? And I I am going to buy a PDB. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and there needs to be some competition for those high-power ESCs. It seems like it's uh, APD and nothing. That's why the prices are so crazy, right? Yeah, I don't think there is anything else. Oh, is there? There's some iFlight there ones around 120 amp, but I think there's nothing above 120 other than those. Yeah, I think the ones I'm going to get are 200s. I was checking on CleanFlight because I remember um, when you guys had Hydra on, he, he was talking about like taking changes from beta flight back into that, but he seems to have given up on that idea as of a year or two ago, which is a yeah a shame. I think he, I think he's just, I think he's just focused on making hardware. Last time I saw, he was like, yeah, you know, like using like a pick and place machine and everything. Holy moly! You weren't kidding about those APD ESCs. I was looking because um, Rupert White. Who's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks and just set the um, yeah, speed record? That one. At, at Did he use APD? No, yeah. yeah, he's got a 200 amp APD. Just the one mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's a good thing. by five, is he? Oh, that's that's uh, right on one time. Shady is just saying. Shady, see the uh, the flight by owner Googly Bird. Um, and yeah, I think Curry's been there. Uh, Having a natter to him as well. Yeah, interesting. We we were talking. I think when was it when Bruce was on? We were mentioning Spoctra, and Jack hadn't heard of them, and their videos have all been taken down. So I can't even direct you to them and say, "Watch this." It's quite funny. They're not there. Their videos were taken down. What happened? Well, they're not there anymore. They've taken the videos down. Oh right, okay. Oh, what was yeah. Spoctra Fifty? Spoctra Fifty was just a bunch of. Uh, Old guys that uh, work together and, and would just it go out in, in a public run. park and fly stuff and crash stuff. And um, I think the problem is they they often commented on young ladies walking past, and perhaps that's why they <laughs> took the videos down. <laughs> Maybe that got them into trouble. Spoke to a video still on my subs. Let me let me let me check it, Shady. I, I want to make sure they're there because then we, I can make uh, Jack watch them all. Yeah, this is what you get. For uh, no competition, saying uh, 190 quid says Numskull FPV for the APD 200. Jesus, ESCs. I won't buy the 200s then. Yeah, it's a bit rich, isn't it? They need a few people in on that game to push the prices down. Unless we get some kind of sponsor, which Martin's trying to push, or we might have um, a not Red Bull, but what's the other quite tasty drink? Bodster. Yeah. Have you talked to that Alka Motors guy who was doing his own alternative to BL Heli 32? Maybe that'd be worth talking to because he was considering doing some sort of uh, ESC firmware and open sourcing ESC designs. If you could get someone to start building ESCs for you, he'd be literally off to the races. 
given the crazy cost of ESCs and X-Class racing, I'm a little bit surprised that no one's tried to do their own ESC boards. No, just quickly intervene and say, good news, Jack. The Spectra 50 stuff is still there, as people pointed out to me. Um, I must have been looking at their... They had another channel as well, which they referred to as their Don't Share This One. This is dodgy. Um, maybe that's the one that's gone. So you've got stuff to watch. Me. Inspiration. It is good. They've got good gliders luck. and all that, Norton. And... Yeah, I, I saw it. I need, I need like you know these are, monkey boys. I, I want a, I want a curated list, a little curried list where like these are, these are the ones to get into because I feel a bit outside. Like I watch them and I'm outside the jokes. Well, just so. get on and watch them then. Oh yeah, including such videos as Death by Expo. All right, that, that's a good one. I can watch that. Did anyone catch the video of Open HD with this giant Jetson board? No, video sounds fun. Mario though. FPV flying it around, and um, he's taken something that it's the size of a it's it's like a t- an Android TV box if you imagine that bolted into a quad with cable ties and the most shoddy of builds because there's just no way to fit this thing in unless you've got some huge Pilot rig, which he hasn't. I mean, the guy the guy's flying this on three inch, so it's comical. It's just like Imagine you've taken like a CD case or something and just put it on the top of your three-inch quad and put cable ties around it. That's kind of that's what this you're looking. Literally at. sounds like my my regular Open HD yeah. quad build. Um, but he's managed to crank it a bit because this is one that's got some serious image processing hardware. It's an Nvidia board, and Nvidia are famous originally for gaming cards, and then they got in and all this kind of high-performance compute stuff, and they're currently used for machine learning and training and inference of of visual uh, data, so to do pattern recognition for autonomous vehicles and God knows what. And so they've taken this type of accelerator that can do video, all sorts of video acceleration and doing it using video encode and decode acceleration on the nano. And he's able to get it down to 55 milliseconds latency, where previously they were talking around 100, 110 milliseconds. He's had to crunch it down to 480 lines to get that, so 720-240. Um, but it's promising, at least. Unfortunately, it's just nowhere near what you get with Sharpbyte or DJI. So it's still no, relegated what, to the long-range crowd. What the plan is, is um, the guys that are working on the hardware solution are aiming to go for between 50, 60 uh, milliseconds of latency based on a single board that will But do- at what resolution? Uh, I think they're aiming 720. That would be okay. Which yeah. that I think I think the problem is with using single board computers is you're stuck mm. with running an OS and all the regular interrupts and OS stuff you do. It's not like a a, a real time thing. You haven't got deterministic workflow to so do one thing or the other. And plus, you haven't got any specialized um, encode decode hardware. Obviously, the the Nano had some. It had all those GPU cores to do stuff with. Yeah, but, um, but you're still if, you can, if you can make the hardware specialized, a bit like mm. DJI has, then you can put it into something yeah. small. And you've got to wait for an OS right to thing. boot when you fly as well. That's not just like I mean, DJI does take a second or two to get going, but it's only a handful of seconds. You're waiting for a Raspberry Pi to boot. That could be thirty seconds before you can fly, which is a little bit irritating. Yeah. 
a lot of OpenHD is written is, is Perl scripts running. You can literally see them starting up and running and doing this and doing that. It's uh, it's a whole lot of stuff. I mean, it's still quite impressive that it works at all, frankly. Mm. Um, but you're not. It, it's no good just like throwing more power at it and saying like, oh well, the, you know, the next Raspberry Pi is gonna gonna run faster and have more cores. It's it's you want to be more specialized in the approach, which you're only going to get from building specialized hardware. So um, I'm I'm trying to get in and talk to the guys developing it to see how they're getting on. Um, I said I would do it after I got this stupid thing to fly. This this is this is literally my Raspberry Pi bolted on the side because it won't fit. Did you get it in the um, air yet? I, yeah, only in the garden until that because it's got such a stupid camera, the ribbon it's cable. Like Tupperware cord. Oh, you're still waiting for a new ribbon cable. Well, it's not that. It's like that that entire camera has a non-replaceable cable. As soon as you you rip the cable, which I did on one of them, you're you're screwed. So I'm trying to order the better camera. Is that the Arduino? The Arduino, but it's out of stock something. everywhere at the moment. Yeah. So I'm I'm still waiting for that because that's the one that's going to go in the plane, and the plane mm. has the the Ocean board, which looks a not a lot nicer. That is the compute module four with the nice. Ocean board, and that's got um, a proper add solution. And it's got nice JST plugs, so you can just plug stuff in and have it work a bit better. So that that's hopefully the way forward. But right now, I I. I can't imagine going out flying too much because it's bloody miserable out there, isn't it? It's just even mm, it's in a nice cold. sunny day, I'm feeling like I could die out here. In fact, I was pissing about trying to get this stupid thing flying that I stupidly accepted to say, yeah, that's a quick thing to review. And a man came up to me because I was literally sat on the floor in a field talking to this stupid quad. Because how about you guys? I often right, chat to my electronics. Yeah. When they're misbehaving, to yeah. oh, they were swear at them. Yeah. Is is there and, someone that looks after you? <laughs> someone literally came up and says, "Are you okay?" And I had to answer, "I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just here playing with some toys," which makes it sound even worse. If anything, I, think so. <laughs> I don't know if he if he went away feeling reassured or not. Well, you you were outside, and he might have thought you found some mags, and now you're playing with some toys. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps, perhaps he's he, he was around there hunting for his his bring and buy, <laughs> like the blue Peter yeah, Paul bring and buy sales. That's a common source of concern when I worked with a bunch of software developers that the muttering would turn into shouting and just general sort of annoyed soliloquies vented across the office. It, it just happens. Fewer people go postal indeed. when they mutter about their machinery. You don't want to bottle it up. I Health think Frank's already got all Astro gloves. Yeah, I've I've had my Astro gloves for yeah a couple of years. They they are really good, and that's why I recommend them. Thanks, right? Only if you go outside. It feels like they want an extra bit, like because the Astro gloves have that. It's basically thumb and forefinger, isn't it? As I watched it, so you could do that. But I want this little extra thing just to pop the cap back on your thumb (laughs) when you've finished to cover back up again. Yeah, you want to like a momentary release thumb. Yeah, <laughs> a little, a little, literally roll back or something like you go like Spider Man, except with except with web shooting out the little gloves go <laughs> and go back over the thumbs. Because even even just exposing your thumbs and doing this, you're like 
Couldn't you have a glove that goes along the top of your point. thumb but leaves the pad of the thumb to you know to grip things? <laughs> yeah, just just cut a tiny little hole <laughs> yeah, in some gloves. Just, just a small hole just, in some gloves. Just yeah. the thumbprints. <laughs> That would work. Yeah, it's got bloody cold, especially when you're standing in a field and the wind gets up. It's no good. Can you show them on screen? I'll go grab them. I am pleasantly surprised by the, the new cameras, though. Everything just seems to work much better than it used to. When I started flying, I, I couldn't fly anything past about four o'clock this time of year. It was too dark. Yeah. But everything seems much happier with low light now. Isn't you- the sun annoying? It's like winter time. Where's the sun get to? It gets up to eye line and then goes back down again and gets dark. Yeah. Ugh. Look at that. He loves them. And for everyone who, yeah, need help. He looks so over. much happier now. Look everyone at him. who's Look listening. Him. He loves so them. much happier. It feels like something like, like your your nan would buy you new gloves for because she's seen your ones and they're yeah. broken. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's just. Uh, the yeah. sort of over quite a bit of wear, like they are slightly they're fraying along bit. there, but they're like sewed up double, so they're not going to fall apart. Is it a neoprene? Soon. I can't tell what the fabric is. Don't know. It's fairly thick, fairly solid, but it's. I like foamy wetsuit material. Yeah, a little bit. They probably just were wetsuit gloves as long as it's yeah, there needs to be trimming on them so you could see see your hands, like trimming markers. But the trouble is, that's radioactive, isn't it? I think. <laughs> <Deep> radiation. <laughs> I'm that flawless. Yeah. Reminds me well, of at least a dwarf. Excellent plan, sir. Except for two small drawbacks. <laughs> we don't have any. Trimium markers and the radio trimium markers are completely radioactive from kill us none fifteen minutes. Other than that, solid plan, sir. No, no they kill you very slowly. And not like you know, not like instant death. But I think I think it's uh beta radiation does suck a bit because obviously it gets in there and doesn't it's strong enough to penetrate but it doesn't get all the way through. That's what if you're going to get the whole nuclear thing, surely that's just going to like, oh, this is nice and warming, these nuclear yeah, rods. Yeah, like the bonus warming feature. Well, that's what they do in space aircraft, isn't it? To, to stop stuff freezing up, they just literally put like a, a small kind of nuclear power supply that just pumps out a bit of heat. Really? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Just keep, keep things going along. Electronics don't like being super cold. Yeah. I can imagine. And also, yeah, um, I bought some of the old conformal co things. So I got to do my ESEs. Because if I do miraculously do go flying, uh, I'll probably cook them in the in the wet. It might be wet in the ESE or when yeah. you're out. Just don't land on wet grass in the dark. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Bit hard not <laughs> someone. Catch it. That sounds so, like flying in the dark. Shit. What's everyone in the dark? What's Being on fire. Fire <laughs> means lie. <laughs> I just don't fly in the dark. Yeah, I was just going to say, what what's your preferred night flying get up? Everyone yes. knows the old Rattel and everything works well, but anything else? I did a uh, poll in the chat as well uh, during the show uh, about what's everyone's favourite night flying add-on. Uh, leading is LEDs at 45%. Uh, 
Next one is Starlight Cameras. Uh, third one is Ruddy Great Torch. And out the rear is Pyrotechnics. So Possibly the most important that's not on there is landing lights. Because as long as you know <laughs> where you're coming back, that's much more important than LEDs. Like, oh, I can see the quad over there. That's that's no good when you're trying to find your way. Well, I was, yeah. I was thinking kind of Ruddy Great Torch is like, also, that could be like headlights th- on your car lighting up where you are or whatever. Yeah, I find LEDs that seem great when you're about to take off, but then you get in the air and you kind of realise LEDs, they only really illuminate where you are, and if you're not near the ground, it doesn't really help. Mm. You can't see anything, and then you're trying to get near the ground, which isn't necessarily conducive to, say, flying. Yeah. That's the opposite of what you want to do. The bloody great bonfire could have been on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew someone that used to used to like flying at night, but didn't want to attract attention, so he used uh, infrared lights, and then he had a, an infrared nice. sensitive camera, which is a nice way of doing things. Oh so yeah! If anybody saw it, completely dark in the field, and he was just well, you can just land. peel off the IR filter, can't you, on your regular cams? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. If yeah. you've got if you've got one of those just little things, you can put out. Sometimes they they seem like fixed on. Sometimes they're just literally a little filter you can take away. Sometimes it's like a fix-in thing. And sometimes it's on the lens. Sometimes mm. it's on the sensor. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, God, you used to be able to buy IR sensitive um, cameras, couldn't you? And they used to like, you'd fly them during the day and everything would appear blue. It's like yeah. tinged to everything. Wasn't, didn't someone we know make one? Something a few years ago, put on a front of a quad. Carlos, yeah. I'm sure, has done quite a bit on that kind of thing. I remember he he used to buzz everyone with their campfires uh, yeah. with his wing. At some yeah. point. What about there was... tuning, tuning in and watching him? It was all mm. green. I, all I was going to say is, um, Tony, was that um, iDrone had like... <laughs> This guy next to him at a stall once, and they had like the high powered IR mm. like floodlight thing, mm. and he sold he sold them at the show, and then we never saw them ever again. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I didn't do well. I remember it being quite big, and then having to put a GoPro on as well. It was just like too much. Yeah, I was going to ask if anyone tried out the Menace uh, RC uh, Cob LEDs yet. No, I haven't. I didn't. I did, uh, I did get a ping from Greg about getting some, but he didn't reply as yet. But they look. I've really got a set. Forward. I just haven't had a quad that's the right shape to fit them on. I'm scratching my head, thinking, where can I mount them? Uh, Win Win has them. I've seen him do some stuff with them, and you know, uh, he he bought some at uh, uh, um, Western Park, I think. And he's like posting some stuff on from his workbench and that. So, Win, did you ever do anything with that LED board I sent you? Because I've got so many of those. And if anyone wants uh, a Maytech LED board, let me know. We can have it for shipping price. Nine grand. <laughs> yeah, Nine so I was going to try and build a quad with the, uh, the Menace Cobb LED boards, which aren't just the same as the... LEDs you have from Maytech and so forth, those little RGB ones. The Menace ones are these giant cob ones that you see in high-power floodlights, and they look quite impressive. But you do need a special 
um, converter board to, to run the power to them, and they hook directly into the battery, so you don't just run them off the flight controller off the modest 5 volt supply. It goes directly from the main battery. And you've got to kind of calculate the right number that you can string along according to what voltage and things. I'm going to put out an absolute ton of light, but I'm just worried if it's misty, then that's just going to create a really bright haze in front of the quad. So I have to see how that works. I don't know how far they'll be visible from, because I, I mentioned it before, we, we had a friend that ran LEDs on 4S directly from his wing, and we could see it from 10 kilometres away when he turned them on. Really? Yeah. The UFOs it, it was right there? at night, and it was just like, mm. boom, it just lit up absolute wow. miles away. It's not as bright as Daniel's one that he's put it on his quad um, no that's pretty much sport. the sun on, on his yeah. stuff isn't it it's <laughs> lighting up entire forests that was mad that was, <laughs> that was I've never seen anything like it yeah if you haven't seen that go and watch that is it RC test flight oh yeah. Menace LED Richard yeah. Richard Warwick in the chat has posted a link to uh, to his Menace LED testing Looks very interesting. So, are these more for seeing yourself in the air or trying to light up where you're going? Because it always seems too localized. You need to sort of project in front of yourself, don't you, to see where you want to go? Well, they they are kind of planar. They're like a a two D strip of of LED element. They're funny yeah. things. I haven't seen them before, but they're just like yellow stripes. Um, mm. each one. I got my, my mountain bike like literally go, it does go quite far, but it's just got such a massive yeah. spread so you can see both sides of the trail. Um, I guess if you were trying to direct it, you'd put a reflect around it like torches have, so it's yeah. it hasn't got that, it's just going to be unidirectional. Yeah. yeah, I think the idea of it is oh, for yeah. like racers, you know, it's sort of like the, it, the thing that uh, DRL should have gone with. <laughs> custom colours and stuff yeah. like that. Don't they um, have that on the big DRL quads? They've all got different colours, haven't they? Yeah. That's the, uh, I think that's the idea of them. Um, should we call it there? Aye. We 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 have a successfully completed uh, an LDO. Uh, you've been listening to Let's Show Now. Thank you, guys. Massive thank you to all our uh, Patreons and everyone who donates and everyone who tunes into this show. Don't forget, if you're listening to this on iTunes, we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. What show uh, is this again? UK Time. Uh, let's Drone Out. Oh, right. At let's drone Part out. of the Let's Drone Out network with Let's Drone yeah. Out. <laughs> on LDO FM. Uh, let's Drone Out joined. production. <laughs> yeah, also by Let's Drone Out. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, you've been joined by Andrew Seth Frank. Bye. Everyone's favourite curry kitten. Goodbye. My little darling wife. Launch too. And Stephen. Cheers. And I'll be right to I fly. Thank you guys. Good night. Telemetry lost.